Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Riley Oikel. Riley, you are found on the web at rileyoikel.com. You are a real estate investor and you help people buy their first income property and, and manage it profitably. Not a bad gig. So Riley, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Can you give us an overview of, of exactly how you operate? Of course, yeah. Well, we really do have like four different businesses right now. So the, the one business ends up being um, just a traditional multifamily residential investing business where we buy two to four unit buildings in Ontario, Canada. Um, and so in that business model, we actually do joint venturing where we co-own the property with other people um, to help them buy uh, property with no time needed. Um, then we also have another business model, which is helping people buy their first income property. So it's through coaching. It's like a consulting business. And that's just a purely like a uh, coaching relationship. It isn't that we're going to co-own the property at all. Uh, we're just helping them uh, with the systems, the processes, and what needs to be done. Um, another one would be actually where we partner with people to do short-term rental properties. We call it B&B Capital, where we co-own Airbnbs or short-term rentals. Uh, and then the last one is where we actually help people again to um, through a coaching model to allow them to go and actually scale and grow their own short-term rental portfolio. So a few complementary businesses, but yeah. ultimately all four are within real estate investing. Right, right. And so personality-wise or, you know, just kind of stage of like where they may be in business, how does one know what's a good model for them? It, it, you know, just in terms of like, listen, you know, if it's going to be me that's going to be taking the lead on this, obviously that's a very active investment. Um, how much, I don't know if it's just a question of like, well, listen, in order for me to make a recommendation for what might be best for you, let me ask you a few questions and, and like, what kind of questions would you ask them to kind of assess what might be the best model for them? For sure. Well, you really boil it down to active versus passive. And um, I haven't met very many people that do not want to be passive. Uh, the majority of people either want to be semi-passive or completely passive. It's just a matter of where exactly they're at in terms of their wealth creation and what they're looking for. So it really is a personal question of like, hey, how many hours a week are you working right now? How many hours a week do you want to be working? Uh, what do you want to be doing? So just some some typical kind of, uh, we can call them career questions, but like, what do you want to be doing here in the future? And then based on that, we can kind of align whether or not we can work together. If we can, fantastic. You know, if they're looking to be completely passive, um, you know, that's a great fit for us because we're totally active. That's our main thing here. Um, but if they're looking to be active themselves, but they just don't know what to do, well, then they're a really good fit for maybe learning from us in our consulting business. So it just kind of depends on what they're looking for. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the main questions are like, you know, again, how many hours are you working a week? How many hours a week do you want to be working? And what do you <laughs> want to be doing? You know, what does that really look like for you? 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in that regard, I would imagine then, you know, kind of looking at, say, the past couple of years, what has that meant in terms of opportunity from your vantage point? Um, yeah, I would say that for, for me, in terms of the, the advantage there that it's kind of given us is uh, to be able to dictate whether or not we should be working with someone or if we should not. Um, I think it, it's really been a challenge if we're trying to work with someone that also has a ton of time that they want to put into the portfolio or into a business. Um, because really in our partnerships, it's active and passive. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that, hey, if we're going to partner with someone, they're a good fit and they're a complementary fit. Um, yeah, let me, let me ask that. Work, yeah, let me ask that differently. Um, so, in light of COVID, global pandemic, and you know how that's impacted real estate, some markets are super hot right now. Uh, other, you know, there's just a lot of weird forces in in the real estate market right now. A lot of people I've been seeing relocating. You know, here in Orlando, Florida. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, a house will go on, you know, it'll go on the market and it'll be sold within 24 hours. Um, Our equity is like through the roof right now, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, but I don't want to move, unfortunately. So (laughs) can't really take advantage of it. So I'm I'm thinking just in terms of like, you know, and and particularly you mentioned Airbnb, you know, what what do you see in terms of movement right now in the market and, and how that impacts your work? Yeah, like I, I think I can break it down into both um, kind of businesses there. So the, the multifamily portfolio that we have, uh, where it's two to four unit buildings, that's that's doing well. Um, meaning that like occupancy right now is at uh, really an all time high, like vacancies at an all time low. So and, and the reason why is like building has really stopped with COVID. Like there's just been less building happening, um, and because of that, there's just not as much housing available. But there's still, you know, people immigrating into Canada and naturally like they need a place to live and it's like, where are they going to live? So for me, I've tried to position my portfolio in a multifamily space into kind of the middle to lower kind of tier of income. And, and, you know, that that will always be needed because um, people that make 14, 15 an hour, they make minimum wage can still afford the units that I rent. Whereas if you're renting in like a really a what we call a vanity market, you're in Toronto, you're in Vancouver, you're in. New York, you're in Paris, you know, you're in those <laughs> markets where you're really renting at a premium. Those units are going to be probably hit a bit more because more and more people are moving more rurally. They're moving out of the urban centers. Um, and so the, those units are kind of left high and dry in a sense. Yeah. So anyway, I think, I think it depends, right? Where you, where you were there when the, when COVID hit uh, for us, we did pretty well with the two to four units. They're still rented uh, at the amounts that we were looking for. However, for short-term rentals, it, it's been phenomenal. Um, you know, here in Canada, we, uh, we were pretty well locked down for the majority of the last year to two years. And so the domestic travel has just really, really increased to the point mm-hmm. where, you know, we bought some short-term rentals up north in Ontario. And a lot of the Torontonians, Tron- the people living in Toronto there, um, they were looking to get out of the city and where do I go? You know, I, I have my family here. Or I have a wedding. We've had three weddings now at one of our Airbnbs because wow. wedding venues are shut down. So, you know, more and more people are trying to get away from those urban centers and go rural. Um, so it's been really, really nice there because usually those people that might be flying down south or going overseas or something for their vacation, they can't. So where are they going? Well, they're going, they're escaping the city and going more rural. So it's been nice to position ourselves in that kind of, in that area. 
I've been pretty curious. Like I just had, um, we, we had a kind of an employee get together at a, at a uh, Airbnb at a vacation rental house here in Orlando. You know, and I was, I was curious about the, you know, the numbers, you know, you know, can you, you know, it just in terms of like how that works, um, how hard is it to keep it occupied, that sort of thing. How, how can we figure that out? Um, or how can we move forward into a property like that with a game plan? No, no, I think we're going to keep this thing pretty well occupied. How, how can we hedge our bets in that regard? Yeah, it's definitely a good question. Um, it tends to be a little bit more difficult to answer than your traditional long-term rental property. Long-term rentals are a bit easier in a way because you just set the rent, you forget it, you don't have to worry about it. it you know, you check the occupancy in the area. If it's if it's high enough, it's over 90%. You're going to be probably quite fine. Whereas for an Airbnb, it's like, well, now you're going to have to do a bit more market research. We find AirDNA as a software is pretty helpful. So AirDNA will show you different um demographics there are stats based on the area that you're looking at buying in based on kind of the average um, occupancy based on the average night they stay um you know so, so that's a really good platform that we use to kind of dictate whether or not there's going to be a demand and it you know we, we've been looking at um some markets there in the states where geez like it's just when, when you look at air dna it's just lit up like a christmas tree like there's so many different listings available that we're not going to try to compete against the 5,000 listings um, in, in a very, very small, dense area. Cause it's like, well, I'm sure that the demand won't be there at some point in time based on the amount of Airbnb listings. We're looking at areas that are kind of more arbitrage opportunities where there might not be listings right now, but there could certainly be a demand for them. Um, so that, that just comes from experience and like kind of asking people and knowing your area and, and just seeing what people are looking for. Yeah. When, when it comes to getting, um, is there a way to kind of figure out I, I, using Airbnb platform that, um, oh, wow, this seems to be kind of a hot market. Um, can, can you see an Airbnb, the, the kind of the, how far out most properties are rented and kind of figure it out that way? Unfortunately, you really can't. Yeah. You, you can click on a listing, but it's not going to be a, like, it'll show you like what places are booked or how far they're booked for, but mm -hmm. it won't really show you like what actually was available because mm -hmm. as a host, you can actually block off certain dates that it's not even available. So it might look like it's booked out six months in advance, but ultimately maybe it's not booked out six months in advance and they just sought it off the last six months because they actually want to live there and they're not going to be renting it. So it's really a difficult thing to, to try to figure out. Um, I, I guess the best way to do it is, is you kind of have to think, um, you have to think, okay, well, we're, we're people going right now. Like, where's the flow of traffic? We came to Austin, Texas for a certain reason. And it's that it seems like a lot of people from California are actually coming to Austin, Texas. It's right. Like, that's the, that's the new thing. So we're coming here to just kind of scope it out. And we're in an Airbnb right now. Um, we're paying $2,500 per week and we're here for four weeks. So the owner here is making, we'll bring in 10,000. That's pretty good. And this took us like a long time to find um, on Airbnb. Wow. So it took us a long time to find and, and this was like the cheapest one. So we're like, well, this is interesting. Let's look around. $10,000 a month rent. <laughs> Not and, and, bad. And so we're looking it up on Zillow and I think they probably paid around six fifty dollars for it is what it looks like. Golly. So we're, we're like running the math and these numbers are crazy. And, and so the demand's very, very high because more people are coming to Austin to just live here for a vacation for maybe a week or two. Mm. But they're also coming now to scope out 
whether or not they actually want to live here themselves. Mm-hmm. So the demand has increased. So again, it's just kind of like being curious. Like you don't have to like go with the intention of like, hmm, I'm going to try to figure out this arbitrage thing that Riley talks about and like what, what is that area? But ultimately it's going to be just staying curious. Like, hmm, it seems like a lot of people want to go to that area. Like, is the, is the supply really being met? Um, and if it isn't, then, you know, for us, we might actually buy a property in Austin now, looking at just like the numbers and the amount of demand that that's here. Man, you know, for the right situation, if someone's like, listen, I, I don't mind getting out of Dodge for a few months anyway, just take your primary home, put it on yeah. Airbnb. <laughs> at, you know, if you can get rates like that, that's crazy, man. There, there's your, there's your free vacation. Just <laughs> rent out your house earn, sit on, you know, if you got a property like that, you know, $10,000 a month. And that's a, that's a good lifestyle, man. That's, that's kind of exciting. That's cool. Yeah, no, they're definitely making a lot. We, uh, we're, we were surprised. We've always wanted to come here and now is a pretty good time, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit of money, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. they're bringing it, which is great. It's fantastic. Um, and, and we like to be on the other end of that as soon as we can yeah. <laughs> versus renting oh. from them. Yeah. Tell me about, so in terms of like how you work with folks and, and you offer you know, really just a private lending option, right. To, to kind of invest in some of the work that you're doing, what kind of returns are are available? Certainly. Yeah. So we, we, we do two different services for people that want to be a bit more passive when they're investing. So one is going to be private lending and then the other is what we call joint venturing. So private lending is where they're going to be making a return based on the money that they put forth. It really does depend. We have a whole kind of diagram there um, on our website that elicits like exactly, hey, based on the amount of years you want to invest, um, based on the amount of money that you have to invest, that will actually dictate what your return is. So usually it's somewhere between 8% and 12%. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know pretty good right now based on you know, in Canada, we're, we're able to get traditional loans at one and a half percent right now interest. Mm-hmm. So you go to make 10 to 12 is, is or eight to 12 is pretty good. Um, yeah. And usually what we're doing there is we're actually going to be using that money for renovations that we're doing. Um, and we use the Burr method. So we're going to be able to refinance the money within a year to two years and get them that, that money back to them. Um, now, on the other option, it's joint venturing. So joint venturing is where we co-own properties with people. And, uh, and really what they're contributing would be the money for the down payment and the renovation along with the mortgage capability. So just a traditional A or B lender. And, uh, and so they're going to be completely passive, just putting the money in the mortgage. And then we do everything A to Z. We'll find the property, analyze it, do the reno, property management, bookkeeping. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, Riley, how did you, obviously you're doing your own properties and at some point you're like, okay, I'm going to start letting people know I'm going to teach them or we're going to partner together. Like, when did you make that shift from just private investor, just kind of doing your own thing to like, nah, I'm going to start getting a little bit more public about this. Um, Yeah. I think for me, the shift, the shift came a few years ago when um, the banks started to tighten up a bit more and they're like, we'll probably give you a mortgage every maybe two years, every three years, you kind of get to the point and everyone hits that wall it's kind of the, the the wall with the lenders where they're going to tighten up a bit more and maybe it comes based on your debt to service or maybe it's just like the amount of liquidity that you have for the down payments. Um, whatever, whatever the case, like everyone pretty well hits the wall at maybe one, three, five or 10 properties. Um, at that point, you kind of have to make the decision and, and I had to make this decision for myself, um, you know, whether or not we're just going to let the equity build up in the portfolio um, through just um, mortgage pay down. 
and just appreciation, which could take a few years to get additional mortgages. Um, or the other option was to pivot and start finding people that maybe don't have that expertise that we have that have mortgages that they don't even realize that the banks will give them because they've worked at a nine to five job, you know, their corporate job for 10, 20 years, and the banks will give them three or four mortgages additional to their primary residence, but they just don't know how to use these mortgages and put them to work in the marketplace. So that's kind of where we come in to use these mortgages for them. And if they have some savings as well to put in for the down payment, the banks will require that, that the money comes from them for that down payment. Then we can really work together and co-own the property 50-50. So my mantra here has always been, I'd rather own half a watermelon than an entire grape. So I'd rather buy 15 properties in a year with my joint venture partners and own 50% of them than to just buy one a year and own 100% of it myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, Riley, are you also, do you produce content? So someone that's listening to us for right now and they're like, well, I, geez, I, I, I don't know, maybe sounds good. Like uh, they're, they're just kind of getting to know you for the first time. Like where would you recommend that the folks can kind of start to get to know you? Are, are you producing content? Are you kind of teaching that sort of thing? For sure. Like you can certainly follow us on social media. We put out um, three posts per week. And, and it's all content that's driven towards the people that want to buy their very first income property. It, it also would apply to more of a beginner, someone usually below five properties. We like to kind of drip it in, in, in an order of like chronological order of like, hey, how, do, how does someone actually buy that property? So if you want to go to our social media, you can go to Riley Wickle Investor um, on Instagram and on Facebook. We have, um, we have a good amount of content there that we just kind of push out for free. And, uh, and you can also go to our website, like you mentioned, like RileyWeco.com, and we have probably 75 plus blog posts there that are all kind of written and oriented around the beginner real estate investor. Yeah, terrific. All right. So Riley, your website is RileyOikel.com, which I love that last name. <laughs> I asked you about it earlier before we started recording. So Riley is R-I-L-E-Y Oikel. O-I-C-K-L-E dot com. And, um, you know, on that website, obviously, you know, folks can, you know, grab a free call with you and that sort of thing. Um, and you also have some really good um, video interviews. Um, scroll down the page and you can, uh, just in case you listen to this interview and you're like, yeah, it's good, not great interview. Josh is just all right. <laughs> you can go listen to someone else uh, have a conversation with Riley and I'm sure they can maybe in, in those cases, especially if it's a real estate podcast, probably get a little bit more down into the weeds. So Riley, this great conversation. I really appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Josh. I had a blast. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.